Hey everyone, welcome back to the Trail Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner. Thank you for joining me yet again on another journey across the podcast airwaves. Uh, always, always a fun conversation with my next guest. Uh, we've known each other for a few years now. And the last time she was on the show, she was schlepping shoes and talking to us about what trail running shoes look like, the differences with Fleet Feet Sports here in San Diego. Now she's back. She's owns her own business, Switchback, and it's more of a head gator as here calling it in the conversation uh, to try and stay away from her competitors. But yeah, we're going to talk about her trail running journey as it stands now, what got her into uh, owning a small business and why trail running, why, what, why the trail running community and what makes that so important for her and her brand. Um, and we're just going to talk about the the product itself. They are a sponsor to the races, both here in San Diego and Colorado. So it's, it's a nice little conversation for the race aspect of it, but also just as a small business and connecting the dots. Um, you know, Endurance Race Series is a small business. I love partnering with other small businesses in our San Diego and Colorado communities. So this, this conversation connects everything. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Michelle is such a treat to talk to you. So let's just get right into it. Welcome back to The Trail Life, Michelle Johnson. Well, help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right. I don't want to hurt nobody. Well, I don't want to fight. I've been wanting to kind of chat with you about the brand and kind of get a little bit more in depth about the brand itself. Let the trail runners kind of hear what, what the story is behind switchback and kind of just giving us an update on your trail journey too, really. I mean, um, and what's been going on. I was, I was thinking about this. I was like, you know what? The last time you were on the show, we were talking different trail running shoes. And oh you my were, gosh, that was a long time ago. I was going, right? We were, you were with Fleet. I think you were still with Fleet Feet at that time. I think yeah. this was, shit, I don't even remember if that was 2020, 2021. I have to go back and actually look at, and look at the. I think it's 2020. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was a while ago. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I, I was thinking about that and I was like, all right, well now, now we're talking different brand <laughs> yeah. and now it's a little bit, uh, a little bit more personable. So let's, let's start with this first. I, I kind of want to know, uh, before we get into the brand itself, I kind of want to get the trail runner, kind of your quick backstory of trail running and how you got into it and kind of how that leads into uh, where you're at now with everything. Okay, so first of all, it's not really a quick backstory, unfortunately, but I will try to make it as quick as possible. <laughs> you can make there, it as, as long or as quick as you possibly want. I, I really don't care, that's fine. I, I've got time, I've, that's why okay. I'm here. <laughs> um, so to kind of give a backstory on trail running, I really do need to give a little bit of a backstory on like why I started running at all. So. Um, I started running in, I think like 2009, I was 25. I was, you know, older. Um, I grew up outside of the United States and I did not have a traditional oh, I didn't like, that. upbringing or school. Like we moved to the jungle of Honduras when I was nine years old. So there wasn't like track and field. <laughs> wait, what? Was, how, did I, how did I not know this? Wait, wait, hold yeah. on. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it was more of like my mom's 
homeschool of life, right? Okay, so okay. Right. I didn't um I didn't run in like school because that wasn't a thing for me. <laughs> um and uh then I also lived in Mexico for 13 years and I didn't move back until 2009. So I was out of the country for a very, very long time. And so like when I talk about coming from my regular job, I'm a Spanish medical interpreter. So that's what I do <laughs> as like my regular job. Um, so when I moved back in 2009, um, my, my grandfather's always lived in San Diego. So it was always kind of like a home base for us. Uh-huh. Um, I really like hit a rock bottom in my life. Like I was really not doing well. Um, and I won't go into too much detail about it, but had gained a bunch of weight, was very um, emotionally unstable, physically not well. So I made the decision to move into my grandfather's house and like basically get my shit together. And within that, I started like walking daily. Um, and I started walking his dog and it turned into like kind of a a walk jog kind of thing. And then it turned into, oh, wow, I just ran a full 20 minutes. Um, And like the, the feeling of just like mentally how it was helping me, I just loved it. And so that's kind of how I like got into running. Um, So I got into running and it was basically, I wasn't like racing or anything. It was more like I'd get out every morning, three to four mile runs just for like my mental health and my physical health. And, um, then in 2011, I was diagnosed with cancer and I met a lot of people within the running community that were also young adults uh, dealing with a cancer diagnosis and got very involved with, um, running for cancer like charities and things. Um, obviously when I wasn't like going through chemo and stuff because I wasn't running at that time, but the running aspect of like wanting, wanting to get back into running really kept me going through cancer treatments. Um, and the people I met in the running community that were also runners, uh, c- cancer survivors got me through that as well. Um, I actually formed part of the first ever all Ragnar team to be all cancer survivors on the team. Um, So that was pretty cool. Um, And and at that time we raised money for a nonprofit called Stupid Cancer that's geared towards young adults facing a cancer diagnosis. We did that for a few years. And I think over the few years we did it, we raised something like $100,000 for them. So (laughs) it was pretty cool. Um, And so once I started running like, did Ragnar. I started running like some 5Ks, 10Ks, finally did my first marathon, which I think was rock and roll marathon here in San Diego. Um, And it kind of started to snowball from there. It was like, okay, I've ran a marathon. Like what, what else is there? Right. (laughs) Um, And so I went on this app called Meetup. I don't know if people still use Meetup. Surprisingly, yes. It's still a very big uh, connector point for for a lot of outdoor activity. Yeah. (laughs) So I go on meetup and I see that there's this group called San Diego trail runners and I contact them who was Eric spin. Who's the founder of San Diego trail runners. And he literally, it was going to be like his first group run, right? He's like, this is we're going to have our first, yeah, we're going to have our first group run. And I was like, Okay, I explained to him I've never trail run. You know, I want to I want to get into it. I, he's like, this is this will be a great way. 
I was also very nervous because I'm meeting some strange man at a trail that <laughs> I don't know if this is really a group run. Like, who knows what's happening? Here. <laughs> like, hmm, let's yeah. <laughs> uh, so met up with Eric and I think there were only like two other people there. Um, as you know, now San Diego trail runners, you know, you get 50, Oh yeah. 50, 60 like it's a huge, per, massive, per, yeah. massive group. Um, so yeah, it was at like the first ever San Diego trail runners trail run. And the crazy thing about it is like, once the group started getting bigger and I hear people talking about like running 50 K's and 50 milers. And I was just like, wait a minute. There's the, what? Like, I didn't even know these distances existed. Right. Um, and so I was like, all right, like, this is for me. I'm not, you know, I'm not really good at anything else. And I'll probably say I'm like an average trail runner. <laughs> I wouldn't say I like, I'm a mid packer for sure, but like, I can do it. Like I, I can run distances. I'm not super fast, but like, this is something I'm good at. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it, I got into trail running. Um, and then, um, in 2018, I was involved in a almost fatal accident. I was hit head on by a drunk driver and, um, broke my back in four places. And, um, we were really unsure at the time if I would be running again. Um, and I ran my first 50 K 10 months after I broke my back. And so I remember, I remember that story. We were, we'd been talked about that before, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, ran my first 50 K 10 months after that, then ran my first 50 miler a few months after that. And then like, you know, I'm hooked and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what God bringing it back to a, first of all, San Diego trail runners, which shout out to Daniel and Eric. Um, yep. still to this day, those guys are crushing it and yeah. huge supporters of, of what, what I do. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's awesome that you were at the very first, first group run with those guys. Um, yeah, kind of just takes it back to how, how much you've been participating in the San Diego trail community for a while. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. so you're working with, uh, like I said, last time you're on the show, you work with fleet feet. So that, and that's how you and I met was, was pretty much through fleet feet at that time. Um, and then what is it? 2021, 20, you, you pretty much stopped working there. Right. And then where did. So fleet feet, um, fleet feet. I started working at fleet feet because I was working at like some attorney's office and just like hated it and was like, yeah. I'm just going to work at a running store now. <laughs> just, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> just going to really change what, change it up here. Yeah. Um, and you know, the fleet feet, they're so awesome over there and so supportive. And just like, it wasn't even like a job for me. Like I was like, I just get to talk about running all day. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. awesome. <laughs> so yeah. And then 2020, you know, when things got real weird with COVID, um, there were some uncertainties happening with, um, we had to, they had to close the store for yeah. several months. Um, and, uh, I've always been doing this interpreting job. Like I've done it for years now, but it's always been, I, I've always had two jobs, um, because it is an independent contractor job. I can kind of do it when I want. So I was still doing that while I was at fleet feet. And then when we were uncertain with fleet feet, I kind of made that my full-time 
thing because I just um, it's hard to make a living when you work at a store that is closed. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so felt really bad because I love Kevin, the owner, so much, but obviously he's so super supportive all the time of everything. Um, and so started doing medical interpreting uh, full time. I'm very passionate about running, like for so many reasons. Um, it mainly for me, just because it's like, I feel like a lot of times it's like saved my life, like on several occasions. Right. I also, you know, within the trail running space, it is still very much dominated by men. When the idea of switchback came around, we can kind of get more into like how that happened. But, you know, when I go out to, you know, set up a booth at an event, you know, Brooks is there, whoever's there, like I'm literally usually the only female set up at as a running like rep or representing a band a brand at these things. So it was really for me trying to use the platform that I love and am passionate about for like so many different reasons. One being um, to empower women to feel um, like we belong in, in that space, trail running, mountaineering. Um, I feel like a lot of us always feel like we're just like not doing enough. We're not running far enough. We're not running fast enough. Like we feel like we have to do so much more to like prove ourselves within that space. And so just being an owner of a brand, a woman owner of a brand within um, that community, I hope, you know, enables or helps with, with empowering women with that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's inspiring really. I mean, to, to be a small business, I mean, to a to be a small business owner in itself is is very inspiring to, you know, get people to you know have that idea that, okay, um, if I want to, if I have a, if I have an idea, you know, let's how do I make this happen? What do I, you know, and putting that into play? I mean, that's that's inspiring one to take that first step to do it to be uh, a female owner in a, a sport that's dominated by by males pretty much. I mean, that's a, another huge step, right? So from, I can totally see that from a female perspective, it, it, it has to be really inspiring and, and really great for like a good feeling for you to take this step into, into the sport and into a, a not into a, into a product that doesn't really have a lot of, uh, I don't, I don't want to say competition, but that, that, cause that's not the right deal. Right. Yeah. Here's an, <laughs> I think the, the, my big thing is, is you, you have a brand and we can explain this a little bit more. Your brand switchback is, is in one of those categories. And I apologize if I say this wrong, Michelle, and you can correct me as much as you want, but your product is in this category where people know it by one name. They know it by a buff, correct. right? So it's like Kleenex. Zero, yeah. right? It's and that sucks. I, I'm I it, I I hate to say that because it, those are the brands that are out there and they've been around yeah. for a while and stuff. So I I've seen that a couple of times and I I actually just saw that on um on your post the other day where you announced Sarah Tamal as your uh, first official ambassador. Um, if I'm correct on that too, uh, sponsored um, athlete. Sponsored, sorry, sponsored athlete. Yeah. There you go. Um, and I saw a couple. Uh, comments in there like, oh, I can't wait to try these buffs out or something along those lines. And I, it took everything for me to like, t- 
like like how do I do I do I respond? Do I not? Do I like because I it's, I, it's, I, <laughs> I don't want because I, I don't want to be pigeonholed into that. But in the same token, that's kind of what people see it as, right? And yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's tough. Um, it's tough because I don't want to be sitting here calling them buffs when, like you said, probably one of our again like only competition really is buff brand right, right? Yeah. and so you don't want to be using their brand name mm -hmm. however sometimes you have to for people to they'll go what is it and okay so like multifunctional head and neck where it does not flow okay no <laughs> and then you say gators and some people do call them the gators but then some people get them confused with shoe gators that's true yeah um so it has been um uh yeah, I'm just like hoping we can just like get people to just call it switchback or I don't know if anyone has any great ideas on anything else we could call it. Great. But um, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Like you said, it's like Kleenex, like everyone calls any tissue use Kleenex. So 100%, but yeah, so, you know, I'm not I'm not offended by it because that's not, you know, people don't. It's what it, it is, what it is. Well, but, it's the, it's and the sometimes learning. I have to throw it out there. No, 100%. It's, and it, it, it is it is the learning uh, curve of, of the entire thing from a consumer and from yourself, yeah. you know, as how you explain it, how creating the, creating the, a, a, a new product in the same market that you don't want to use, <laughs> you don't want to yeah. use your competition's name, but it goes back to, there's not a lot of products that are really great quality in the gator. Let's just, we're just going to call it a gator, a head gator yeah. in the head gator space. Uh, there, there's not a lot of, uh, of really great quality you know, products there. So yeah. it's kind of tough. So it's going to be yeah. a learning curve it, with it. Yeah. So in that, it, what you just said is really like how this got started, right? Like, and I think a lot of businesses start that way is like, you want a product that doesn't exist. And so you decide to just like make it yourself. Yeah. Um, a lot of us get our gators, um, like, they're just like given to us somewhere you, I don't know. I have so many of them and like, I just didn't love any of them. A lot of them you wash once and then they're just like, you're like, what is going on here? Like they're just not pill like pillow up a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, we, we spend money on, on other accessories, right? Our sunglasses, our hats, like so many other things. And this literally is an item that I use on every single one of my runs. So like, why wouldn't I want something better quality? Right. Um, and so I um, pulled up YouTube videos and bought a sewing machine and taught myself how to sew. Oh, awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I started buying fabric and I went to my friend's house who she's, miss you know diy crafty lady and i was like teach me how to sew right mm -hmm. and when i showed her what i wanted to sew she's like so we're sewing tubes and i'm like Dude. um <laughs> yes yeah yes um so i tried like i explained to her what was going on something i've learned so much throughout this process about like i have probably some really useless information about sewing and fabric and <laughs> but it was real interesting. So when I went to her, I brought in, and I'm going to say it, it was my buff brand buff, right? And I said, this is what I want to make, right? And she looks at it and she goes, it's seamless. So you've noticed they're seamless ones, right? 
And I'm like, oh, so how do we do that? And she goes, no, like they're basically getting this milled into a tube, cutting the fabric. And that is what you are. They are selling you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. So, well, mine, mine have seams y'all because I'm not just buying a tube fabric and selling it to you. Yeah. Maybe eventually, but my, my whole thing around it was like, so I wanted something made in the U S and I'm not here to knock buff. This is not my intention. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they have some great products and I've used them a lot. Um, they're made in Spain. Okay. So I want something made in the United States. I wanted to source my fabric in the United States, um, from smaller, you know, businesses. Um, I wanted something that was sustainable. So when I started looking into fabrics, I found this really great, great place in North Carolina and they, um, now people have to understand with sustainability, it is really hard to have it all. Okay. If you want some really cool prints, not every single fabric is going to be recycled. Like it's just, it's, you kind of have to, you know, give and take a little bit. Right. So as far as sustainability, what we are making sure we do is there's no waste with our fabrics. Right. So when we order fabrics, they literally like whatever you order, there's nothing that is, they don't overprint anything. There's nothing that's going to waste. Um, their printing processes is an earth-friendly printing process, which I didn't even know existed until I got into this, right? So a lot of inks and things run into our water um, and are not good for the environment. They have all kinds of chemicals and things in them. So our ink printing process is earth-friendly. Um, <clears throat> all of our, when we make them, all of our scraps, we work with a program called, um, oh God, I'm spacing right now. Oh, You Told Recycling. They send us bags, we bag up our scraps and send them back to them and they recycle them in a number of different ways, whether it be if we have larger pieces that are left over, they will use those to make garments, right? If they are smaller scraps, those are then used to make stuffing for different things. So all of our scraps, they're not being tossed into the trash. Um, so those are some of the ways we're, we're trying to you know, be sustainable about it. And when we can use some sort of blend of recycled fabric, we can we do that as well. Um, and then the other thing that I think super cool that we're doing with this, and I probably don't say this enough on the website or online, and I definitely should. Um, part of the proceeds for our UPF 50 gators, which have UV protection in them for the sun, a percentage of that gets donated back to a local um, San Diego nonprofit called Stage Free Melanoma. They're geared towards early detection of um, skin cancer. This nonprofit was started by a friend of mine, Eric Martin, who unfortunately passed away in 2020 from skin cancer. Um, and so I'm doing this in an effort to keep his nonprofit alive that his wife is um, now in charge of. I, I don't sell a lot. So I unfortunately, like I don't give them a ton, but what I can from those, um, the sale of those UPF 51s go to their norm nonprofit. Another really cool thing that we're doing with these, um, the prints, right? So we have some really fun, cool prints, um, which was another thing I want out of my buffs. I'm like, these should be more fun. Like people are getting into like the gooder glasses and the sprints hats and all these prints and yeah. things. 
the prints, um, these are not stock images that we've downloaded online. We use independent artists from around the United States and we purchase right to their arts to support them and then use their art on our fabric. Um, so we have a lot of cool stories there that, again, I probably need to put out there more, but it's really hard when you're doing everything yourself. But we are planning on starting an artist spotlight where we can highlight and talk about those different artists because we have some really cool artists that we work with. We have like an indigenous group that we work with um, that us by purchasing their art supports them in a number of different ways. Um, so a lot of cool stuff going on there. So the business really for me it's not, a, it's not about making a sale. Obviously I have to make money, but there's so much more involved in it with how I want to utilize it to, for the community uh, within trail running, um, within cancer research, which I'm very passionate about, um, with supporting artists. My daughter is an artist, so I'm passionate about that. So just trying to utilize it to like do something more. That's why I, I love the idea of the brand. And I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's small business. It's local here to San Diego. It's female owned. Like uh, a lot of that kind of sits really where, where we are obviously not female owned, but small business, local, you know, always supporting local is what we're trying to do. And I love the fact that you're trying to be as sustainable as possible. Your prints are completely different than what um, your competitors are doing. And it's, it, so it makes it really fun from, from that perspective. Right. And so I, I guess my, primary question would be like, where does the, and I want to make sure that everybody has the name correct. It's switchback. So we want to make sure that it's not, not the other competitor. It's switchback. Remember, you Michelle, remember, remember Michelle, you just got to yeah. say the name as much as possible, right? That, that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're marketing at the same time we're, we're explaining. So, <laughs> yes. So switchback S W C H B A K. Yes. Um, so kind of give me a, a background of where the brand name came from and how the spelling kind of comes into play. Cause I think that's, it's also very clever. And again, it's one of those things as a business owner, you're also always having to explain the, the spelling of it or the the meaning of it, I guess, or whatever, but I would love to hear how, and cause I don't, I don't know this personally as far as where the brand name switchback came from. Yeah. So, you know, um, I wanted it to be obviously something that <clears throat> tied into the sport that we're mainly focused on, which is trail running. Um, and so it, a lot of it, like um, my husband, Greg, he's very creative um, and we would sit down just like write ideas about names. Right. Um, and we were thinking about like, so what do you see on the trails? So is there something, you know, and, and the switchbacks on the trails came up um, and we're like, that sounds kind of cool. Switchback, like a switchback on the trail. Right. Um, and I think it kind of just evolved from there. Um, we were like, yeah, I think we, I think we really like that. We had some other names um, and we changed up the spelling for a couple reasons. One, I think it just looks cooler. <laughs> you know, I there's mean, nothing branding, wrong with that either. <laughs> you have to go with like the branding perspective, right? Honestly, yeah. Um, secondly, there, and these are things you have to think about as a business owner when you're going to like trademark something. If there's anything else spelled switchback, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we found out 
the the Boy Scouts, um, Cub Scouts, whatever the Boy Scouts have a these pants that they sell that they use called switchback pants. What? Random. So random. And so when we, when we're looking into trademarking the brand, they're like, people could be confused that these are the boy scouts pants. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. Wow. Um, so we had already like changed the, we had the spelling like that anyways, how it is now. But like when we were looking into the trademarking that did come up that they're like, well, the, the Boy Scouts have these switchback pants. So anyways, we we thought the spelling looked cool. Um, the logo, we, you know, I a lot of times I'm not, an, I'm not like a, a great artist, but a lot of times I will sit down and like sketch something out, right? So we were doing kind of, my husband's a better artist, but we were doing some rough sketches on like what what logo would look good with this. And the final logo is actually um, my daughter did this. Um, she's an art student in Los Angeles. So I'm like, this seems like you can do this for me. So, <laughs> um, so the final logo um, was designed by her. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, that's kind of how the name with the logo came about and I do have to do a lot of explaining. I get people calling it a lot of different things, but you know, usually when I'm at like a trail race or something though, people for the most part, for the most part are like switch, switch back. Like I think think more than anything else, trail runners kind of see it right away. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of understand it. I, I would, I could, I can only imagine if you're, and this is not to knock anything from a road runner perspective or a cyclist and you see it and you're kind of like, well, what you're correct. What yeah. is, what is this? And, and because it's just, back, swalk back, yeah. I've gotten some. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, but it's, but that's your key demographic is the trail runner, right. And the trail yeah. community and stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure even, I'm sure even mountain bikers even get it. They're like, Oh yeah. I, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, it's, I mean, if you're, as long as your core demographic is understanding of what it is, then that's, okay. that's good. You can explain to everybody else outside of that core demographic, but right. your yeah. core is what you're yeah. purchasing it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But um, my husband definitely had a lot of hand in like with the naming and some of the creative, creative process of it. He does all my photography and all that. So, yeah. What's the what's the next step for switchback at this point? I mean, it, it's awesome that you, first of all, it's, it's great that you got Sarah on board. Sarah's phenomenal. Like couldn't have She's found so a better, better person to to start representing and stuff. Like, are you going, are you trying to find more of the sponsored athlete side of things to help increase the brand recognition with it? Or um, like- so, you know, it's such a tough question. And you know, this as a small business owner that like, you cannot predict what is going to happen in your life as a small business owner. And so like, I started this in February. Okay. March, April, May, June, July, August, like eight months ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm way ahead of where I thought I would be in eight months. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely not talking about sales. Like I won't go into depth, but like, I'm definitely talking about just like growth as far as getting the brand out there Um, to have a sponsored athlete this only eight months in or whatever. 
um, I think is pretty big. Um, you know, I, so I, um, yeah, that's a tough question. Cause the, the thing is like, I have so many things I want to do, <laughs> but, um, my problem is like, I just need to kind of reel myself in a little bit. Um, well, that's, I think that's the hardest I, thing about being yeah. a business owner is you, you've got, you, you see more of the big picture, like, okay, here's where it, it needs to be. This is where I want it to be. But you know, this yeah, smaller, it's, it's the smaller stuff sometimes that, that it, it really is. It is. Um, so like, um, as far as growing the brand in product and stuff, I, still want to keep it as something like original, you know? Um, I think what we have right now with our switchback gators um, is really cool. They're very original. The prints are really cool and original. And so it's just finding kind of that niche of, um, okay, what else is there um, that that's not already like a million of out there? Right. So we have a few ideas on expanding on some product, um, maybe a little bit of apparel. Um, as far as just like what we're doing, it's just continuing to be in the community, um, getting out to like maybe bigger races um, next year. Um, as you know, anytime you go anywhere, it costs money. Um, <laughs> so, um, I've started like this list of like my wishful thinking list of like, this is what I want to do for 20. This is where I want to be for right. 2024. These are the things I want to go to in 2024. Um, so even though sometimes I feel like things move very slowly, I think that's not the case. I think things are moving along great. Like we get so many people saying like, man, I see switchback everywhere. Um, that is intentional. I am trying to be everywhere. Yeah. Um, we have a great group of ambassadors. Um, I think we have, so we have 11 ambassadors, only two of which are in San Diego, by the way. So we've got them all over the place, which is awesome. Okay. We have, product in Pasadena and Burbank and soon to be Cleveland, which I mean, I know super random Cleveland, Ohio. A lot of um, trail running in Cleveland, apparently. Um, well, you know, they're trying to get into it and good for them. That's okay. No, no, disrespect to, no disrespect to Cleveland. Like I, I've never, I've never trail run there before. So I, yeah. they could have some really great trails. So my apologies to Cleveland. There. So we have family out in Ohio. So yeah, that's kind of kind of why we reached out there, but just maybe expanding into some more retail spaces that people can find us at. We are um, already here at San Diego, in San Diego at Fleet Feet San Diego and Milestone Running at both stores, um, which they've both been hugely, hugely supportive. And you know what? We couldn't be where we're at without this community in San Diego. Well, like, I think, I think everyone's so awesome. A hundred percent. I've said it many times over. I think San Diego's got such a close knit community for as big of a area that San Diego is, right? For a major metropolitan community, I think the trail running 
community here is unbelievable. Yeah. Right? And it's amazing. Very supportive, whether you're, uh, you know, all the way up in the Carlsbad Oceanside, very north section of San Diego County or all the way down to the border. Right. It's it's yeah. amazing how supportive this community is. And that's I think you keep doing what you're what you're doing and and representing within the community it'll it'll continue to grow um you know faster than what you think and i i i wish you all the best michelle as as a business owner as a friend like i think it's amazing that you're stepping into this realm and and trying to do something positive across the board um with everything and i i i thank you for supporting the endurance race series as well like you know we just started doing some stuff with you this year and and being that it was Colorado, there's not a lot of activation there, but with San Diego coming up, all of the trail runners that are participating in our events there, will see you and see the brand, um, out at the races this fall and this winter time. And we'll, yes. you know, we'll continue to do whatever we can as a community and, and as a race organization to support switchback and, and the small business. Again, I always like, I always love supporting local and supporting small business. So, I mean, if anybody's out there listening in, um, I'll put all of the, information for switchback on uh on the show notes website and just social media links so you can go and follow michelle and follow the brand and and check it out i mean it's a hundred percent a lot better than their competitor and again switchback 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 we're going to continue to say it until people wipe the other competitor brand name off of the off of the off their mouth right (laughs) thank you very much for joining me today i really appreciate it yeah thank you so much for having me The Trail Life Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Jeff Stoner. Music is provided by The Poor Dirty Astronauts with lyrics written by Matt Meyer. You can rate, review, and subscribe to this episode and the entire Trail Life Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or anywhere you find your favorite podcast episodes. Thank you for listening in, and we'll see you out on the trails real soon.